The Bible actually says this, the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Woo, boy, I'm, yo, I can't, I, I would preach that verse right now if I was in a church. I tell you, that is so good because how many of us are so worried about figuring out how are we going to do this? Well, if I propose today, how are we going to get married and how are we going to pay for the flowers and how are we going to like, don't worry about all that. Yeah. If the Lord told you to do something, take the next step yeah. because he's the one that's going to provide. What's up, fam? Welcome back to the W Podcast, where you get wisdom in the word with the Wheeler. Hey, so we are so excited to have you in this week. We're still in our story time series, and we hope you've been getting a lot from it because it's been fun, it's been informative, it's been real, and we're not going to stop. Today, we got another <laughs> great topic. Yes. What are we talking about? We're talking about how Tim proposed to me that he last month. Oh. You made more money than me. Yes. You had, I was, you was okay. Just kidding. Yeah, it wasn't yeah. really that much more money, but. You definitely were. Yes. <laughs> Woo. This is going to be an interesting topic because some of y'all, y'all would like, on both sides, some yeah. women would not be okay dating somebody and marrying somebody that made less than them. And some men, ego, would not be able to rock with a woman making more money than them. Yeah, so I mean, let's get into it. Let's talk a little bit about how it all out yes so when we first met um we were both working part-time i had just graduated uh like three or four months before he was still in school and had some more school to go <laughs> um he graduated a whole two years after i did four semesters after i did so um, that was not the plan when we first started dating i was only supposed to take i was only supposed to take one more year after you but, but you know. he had changed his major and fun uh, some classes. And yeah, that's the real reason. We'll get into that. But anyway, um, so that's kind of where we were in life. I was uh, looking for a full-time job. I was working part-time at J. Crew. Loved my time there. It was my favorite store at the time. Um, and Tim was working on campus. Uh, were you working at the convenience store then? I was hustling. Convenience store. I don't even remember. CBS. I was out here. Right. I don't know. So you had two two jobs. Two, Technically. Uh, two yeah. part-time jobs on campus. I was maybe making like, I don't know, maybe 10 or $11 an hour, maybe. I don't even remember, but it wasn't a lot. And my hours fluctuated. It was like depending on the need, depending on the season, um, <clears throat> that type of thing. I had some money in savings, but that doesn't matter. Um, do you remember how much you were making? Uh, like when I was in school, yeah. No, you don't. You don't know. You're just making money an hour. Maybe a couple hundred dollars a week, right? Yeah, maybe. We'll just say that, just to give you guys an idea. So, um, that was where we were. Our first year of dating, um, that's where we were. And it actually took me nine months to get a full-time job, which is a whole other story in and of itself. Um, and then after I got that job, three months later, I got laid off. And then um, God gave me a better job, so that was great. And by the time I got that job, so now we'll fast forward, we're in August 2016. 2016. Okay. Um, you yeah. were just about to enter... <clears throat> Excuse me, enter into your final senior year. Second senior year, yeah. you know. Your final Some people gotta do another year. lap. Yes, the victory lap, praise God. Where y'all um, at? Y'all in the comments, let your brother know. I'm not alone. No, that's right. <laughs> I didn't realize how common it is for people to take another year. But anyway, so you're about to enter your senior year. I just started my full time 
job with benefits. I was feeling like, okay. I'm grown. Yeah, so you're a grown woman, <laughs> but I was making $35,000 a year. So to give y'all an idea, I mean, I was had a roommate. I had, you know, bills and stuff like that, but it was super manageable. But I was feeling good that it was some type of stability instead of having, you know, fluctuating hours at J. Crew. I didn't realize home. your job was that low to start. Yes, it was. Eventually, I got bumped up to 38K, um, which is still not, you know, not life-changing, but it helped. Um, but yeah, loved that. Was grateful for that um that kind of situation so then after you graduated um how did you feel or not after you graduated but once i got that job how what were your thoughts yeah because i think i did i tell you up front how much i was making on it i think we were i think i did because we were you made of, i'm sure you, we were very open with each other yeah but i mean i knew you weren't like balling out here right but we always joke going even further back we always joke that like the Lord had Pauline wait nine months to get a job That's true. so that we could get together because your girl would not have been humble. If she would have had a full-time job the day she graduated, we would have never got together. Yeah, even if even though I, was, I wasn't making a lot of money. I don't think I even knew at the time uh, like what the national average was. And like, I don't know, when you come from working part-time and like living paycheck to paycheck, like I was at the point, my first year out of college, I was living with roommates and I was the youngest one. I was the poorest one. <laughs> they were all in their thirties or close to it and like had full-time jobs, like making money. And I was like struggling. My mom was paying for my groceries and my gas and um we had started dating that's one of the reasons why i honestly didn't really want to date when we got together because i was like my life is not together like i i need to be like i need to have something to offer and bring to the table which is so interesting that i had that mindset but um but yeah so i i just i was just like kind of very humble beginnings and i definitely think I wouldn't. Yeah, it was helpful. Yeah. It was helpful for her because it would have been hard. You have a full-time job, money, and you're dating somebody in college who doesn't have a lot of money. Right. And honestly, it was good for me, too, if I'm keeping it 100. Like, it probably would have been hard for me to date somebody who is making a bunch of money and I'm not really making Like, I have money coming in, but, like, you know, whatever. I just wasn't making money like that. Yeah, so, it was like play money, though. <laughs> yeah. So... I'm grateful for that. And what was your question? You so how did you feel when I told you about, like, when I got my job? And yeah, I mean, I was excited for you, super happy for you, and I was glad because you needed it. Like, yeah, you was I out did. here living in the world. I was still in college. It's not really real world yet. Right. So, yeah, it was just interesting because at the time, I was already feeling, just me personally, I was feeling bad about the situation I was that I put myself in because mm -hmm. I was lazy early on in college and didn't know how to study, didn't know how to work hard. The Lord had to take me through a whole process there. But by the time that I got to my second year, my second senior year, obviously you, who was my girlfriend at the time, I was already out of school for a while. My best friend was already out of school. All my other friends in college. So like everybody that I was doing life with was out of college. Yeah. So at that point, I don't know if you've been through this, but when you're in your fifth year of college, like you kind of feel like you were babies. Like look at these little kids, man. I'm trying to like yeah. get out here and get a job and do real stuff. Uh, so, like, my last, my fifth year, I didn't even stay on campus because I was like, yeah. I'm, I'm over this. It's just too much. And you um, saved money that way, too, by that. Yeah, I did technically <laughs> save money. So, I would commute, like, 45 minutes. But I was happy to do it because I was just sick of living on campus. Yeah. Um, again, your, your community dictates what your expectations are. Because if right. all my friends were still in college, then it would have been a much different experience. But right. the fact that you were out, my friends were out, everybody that I did life with was out, I didn't want to still be in. 
Right. So that was tough. And I also think it's just an important part of our story because, you know, people like you want somebody who's like kind of on your level or whatever. And I guess I had felt like, okay, I'm out of school. Like I'm about to get my big girl job any day now. Like, okay, you're still in school. Oh, not only are you still in school, but you still have another year. Well, you didn't know that at first. Right. And you were, so you were already younger than me, like a year behind me in school. That could be a whole nother story, by the way. Yes. So you're already a year behind me in school. So that was already kind of like a humbling thing. Like, okay, like, I gotta wait for this, but then somebody had told me, like, okay, like, didn't he just graduate? Like, how are you gonna, like, kind of be judgmental towards him when you were just there, like, a couple months ago? Like, you're not that far apart, basically, is what she was trying to help me see. Um, but yeah, so after I learned more about, kind of, like, your story and, like, that winter, um, or that fall or something, you had, like, failed the class, right? And then you had to make up for it, like, that winter. Yeah, we're gonna do a whole nother story on that one day, so yeah. I'm gonna go into that. But yeah, so anyway, his work ethic had changed a lot and grown a lot. Um, so by the time that I had gotten my big girl job and I had, I was, you know, had benefits and all these things and I'm like working in an office and like feeling good about it and feeling excited and thankful just to again have stability, kind of be at like ground zero because my savings was depleted. I had to ask mon- help for money with rent, like all these, I was just at a, at a very like instable, unstable place financially. Um... Which, you know, we were dating during that time, and God used all of that to humble me <laughs> and, like, let me know, like, hey, you're not, like, so high and mighty as you think you might be. Um, but, yeah, so I had got my job in, in the fall, and you're about to start your fifth senior year, <laughs> your second senior year. Fifth, your goodness fifth, gracious. Your fifth year in college. Ooh. Your fifth year in college. At that point, boy, just, you, this ain't for you. Yeah, this- your, your second <laughs> senior year. And about, so we had been dating not quite a year yet at that point. It was like 10, uh, like eight months. Um, but like three to six months into our relationship, we knew we wanted to get married. We were like, this is it. Like, this is the person we want to be with. Like, kind of, all right, like, let's, what do we have to do to make this happen? Well, first, obviously the first thing was like, all right, we need jobs. Like, neither one of us had full-time stable jobs. So that was kind of like our motivation. Um, and... So once I got my job, it's like, okay, you're about to go to your senior year. Of course, like, most of the time when you're a senior, it's like you have to figure out what you're doing after you graduate. Like, make sure you graduate. Don't do anything to mess it up. But also, like, what's your plans? Um, So at that point, what were you kind of thinking, like, you wanted to do after school? Like, where you wanted to work? Or what was your focus? Going into my second senior year? Um, I didn't really know, to be honest. Like, I really had no idea... I was one of those Christians when I got saved. And at this point, I had already been saved for a couple of years. But I was one of those Christians that like, Lord, tell me my purpose. I want to know now. Like, I need to know. And I was just so pressed. And it's like, just, whoosah, calm down. The Lord will order your steps. But yeah. um, so I didn't really know. I just knew I wanted to work and have a job. Um, I, I, well, let me not say I didn't know. I said I wanted to be an HR. Yeah. But... I didn't really know what that meant. <laughs> I just said, like, I want to be an HR because I wanted something to say. Right. Uh, and I'm like, you I'm working people. Right. I'm good working with people. So, like, I knew HR had something to do with that. But, like, all that paperwork and, like, the, the other side of HR, that just ain't interesting. Because you were a family science major, which Correct. was, like, kind the of. Study related. of people, study of family, all that good stuff. Is that what it, the definition of it is? It's my definition. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's kind of, like, our mindsets where we were. At the beginning of your fifth 
year in college that was like fall I started my job in September um so we kind of both were starting like all right cool like this is you finish school let me like do really well at this job and then we can hopefully like get married as soon as possible and like I we had even heard stories of like people who had started working while they were in school like if you got a great job or like not just get a job offer but it's like hey my last semester is pretty chill I just have an internship like I can work and um finish school whatever so there's like, a lot of options out there like okay how do we kind of like hurry this along because you definitely cannot you know ask my dad for my hand in marriage um if you haven't watched that story time yet make sure you watch that um but you know you have to have a job you have to have a job for us to get married um or for us to get engaged even before we get married so that was like a big motivator for us going into this uh, going into this year and you did obviously like so much better in school um Maybe so we'll talk more about that later. So fast forward to the springtime. I'm still working at my new job, loving it, killing it, all of that. Um, and you start applying to jobs. So you went in with the mindset of HR. Talk more about that. Yeah, so start applying to jobs. Uh, I was fortunate that I did end up graduating with the job. Yeah. And I actually started my new my first job the day after my graduation. So my well, graduation was on Sunday, and then Monday I started a new yeah, job. Yeah, it was Saturday and Sunday. I was just thinking about the Saturday one. But yeah, you had but two ceremonies. I had two yeah. ceremonies. So Sunday, graduated. Monday, I'm at my desk starting a new job. But that's because I was pressed. I was like, look, as soon as I can, I'm going to get this money up right. so I can propose. But going back to the process, I don't remember too much about all the jobs I applied to and all that stuff, but... I just remember a recruiter reached out to me for this company uh, and I ended up getting into recruiting, which ended up being a career path that I stuck with. But that was cool because I was like, all right, like recruiting, I know that's a part of HR. Again, I didn't really know what I was talking about, but recruiting is a part of HR. So I was like, you know, that could lead me. That could be a stepping stone. That's honestly how I thought about it. That could be a stepping stone into getting into HR. So get the job and... Pauline told you that she was making 35K. Your boy was only making 32000 wow. $32,000 <laughs> a year. Was that, that's what that commission, though, because you were at a commission. Well, that commission. commission was nothing. <laughs> it was like a gift card. Every yeah, time. Was, <laughs> <laughs> the commission was nothing. Stop it. Get about that stupid commission. So, 32000 a year. <laughs> Oh, wow. Now, if that's what you make right now, praise God. Like, it's a great start. It is. It really is. Don't despise humble beginnings. The Bible oh. tells us that. But you just know that's just not that's not the most money in the world. Especially, so, like, it's not, it's great depending on, like, your situation. So, like, if you live at home and you don't have any student loans and, like, all these different things, like, peace up. And also, depending on what area of the country or the world you live in. Because if, I don't know how many international listeners we have, probably not too many right now. We got some, though. Yeah. We and also. Somebody from Toronto, you know who you are. Yeah. What's up, fam? And some people may be listening to this years down the line. But anyway, for us living in the dc metro area that is not enough money to live on your own Jara. you are enough lord that's yeah. all that's all wasn't even out yet yeah it wasn't but, but god was still driver then <laughs> yeah. um, um so making thirty two thousand a year and luckily for me i the first year after I graduated college, I stayed at home with my mom. Yeah. So I was able to save a lot of money that way uh, to be able to save for a ring and save for a wedding. Because what ended up happening was I graduated 
May 2017, June 2017, I asked for her parents, I asked her dad for her hand in marriage. July 2017, I proposed. So like, once I got a job, things started moving so, quickly. Yeah. And it's so interesting because when we were dating, I tried my best to save money for a ring so I could have a ring before I even like got out of school. Yeah. But for whatever reason, my story, the Lord told me he didn't want me to save money for a ring while I was in school. And like, I did not really listen to that a lot. So like, I would be trying to save money. So like, I would save up like a thousand, two thousand dollars and then something would happen to my car yeah. or my tire would blow out. Every time I started saving some money, like it would be gone. Uh, and I just had to learn to be obedient. And eventually graduated, and it was so cool to see God's grace because obviously the money I had for my job was more money than I ever had in my life, even though it wasn't that much in the grand scheme of life. But for me, that was the most money I was making. And between that and different people blessed me with money to be able to buy a ring, yeah. I was able to get the money for a ring quickly. And you got a crazy discount. I did too. get a crazy discount too. I think we tell that story in our proposal. Yeah. Video, but. So uh, you can go in and get to know us tab on youtube check that out but all that to say when god tells you to do something listen because he has something better for you on the other side now he gets the glory that i didn't get to save money for a ring before it was school, all your power but i still was able to propose a month or two after i graduated right because sometimes people will tell you i think the like going what's like the going rate of like oh you're it needs to be like three to six months or of like saving of your i don't know if people even follow that because a lot of money depending on how much you even make the, like the ring needs to be like three to six months of your of your income um or you need to save four to six months for a ring now i guess it depends on what type of ring you're trying to buy <laughs> um or just where you are in life honestly like i said we were younger you were 23 like i don't know that's not yeah. really realistic but so i made less than pauline for at least the first two years of our marriage yeah. so like i was making less than pauline for a long time because you ended up getting a raise uh, after the 38k right when we got married how much were you yeah making? yeah so when i got so when we we got engaged you started working i was still 35 to 32 and that was like the majority of our engagement and then when we were engaged you got a promotion yeah so i went to 32 to 36 thousand. come on yeah Hey, Hallelujah. thank you, Lord. Like, well, I'm grateful that I had that. But uh, still, it's not a lot of money. Yeah, and then I went from thirty-five to $38,000. So she's still making money, your boy. Yeah. And then it's so cool. And we're going to talk more about this at the end. But God is faithful and God is provider. Yes. And if he's told you to get married, like, listen to him. Because... Yeah. Like the last month before we got married, you got another promotion. Yeah. Or well, I got a new a job, a promotion, whatever, and and I started that job a week before we got married. And how much were you making? And then that? I was making fifty, so that was a bigger jump. That was huge. Yeah. Because it's funny, like <laughs> we were like going before she got that raise we were doing apartment shopping and like looking for apartments and we we're like yo it's expensive out here yeah, in we the wanted two bedroom two bath in a certain area and it was just like we can't enough we're about to be in the hood yeah. section eight um like yeah <laughs> um but god is so faithful that like it's crazy because like we step i would say we stepped out in faith and got the apartment that we got uh making the money we made but honestly, it was kind of low-key you stepped out in stupidity because, like, if you didn't get that raise, uh, it would have been, well, yeah, been tight. When we, when we signed for that apartment, I hadn't gotten the job yet. <laughs> so it would have been tight. I don't know why they accepted us. But also, God is so good because um, the apartment that we got when we first got married was on a major discount. Like, the two, it was so weird. Like, the two-bedroom yeah. that we got was cheaper 
at the time than the one bedroom. It didn't make any sense, but that's God. Yeah, it was it was definitely fever. And but one thing I do want to highlight is sometimes I know some women are listening here like, oh, I would never do that. Like that broke boy. Yeah, and it's all context music. Yeah, we were younger than probably a lot of you all are right now. Um, if you're single, and um, I just think the why is really important. So like, if you are dating somebody or interested in somebody or man, so this is for the ladies. If you are interested in a man. Um, or man's interested in you and you're like, I would, but he doesn't make as much money as me or like, it just, he's right out of college or whatever the case is. Um, cause I'm like, how would you know how much money he makes if you guys aren't dating? But, um, the why is important. So like for, for Tim, you know, the reason why he made the amount of money that he made is because it was his first job out of college. <laughs> so, like, the fact that he had a job at all. I wasn't an engineer or something where you make decent money. Right. And, like, he, the fact that he had a job at all was, like, important. And, like, that's all I cared about because I, when I got out of college, I didn't have a job. I was working part. I told y'all I was working at J. Crew. <laughs> so, like, he was in a much better position Folding than shirts. me. Folding shirts. I was. Fold them shirts. Time. I loved that job. <laughs> uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> um, so I think that's what's more important. But if the guy like doesn't make a lot of money or doesn't, he makes less money than you because he's not a hard worker or because he's lazy or you know he's afraid to try something new. I think that would be more of a concern because there are some guys out there who like work in social work or they just work in fields that like. 35 40k like that's how much it pays and i'm not saying like you rest in that because maybe you do that but then you have a business on the side or something like that and that's one of the things that i wanted to highlight you know tim he um made less than me the first two years of our marriage and now he makes a lot more than i do but um he worked harder he always worked harder like we both worked part-time jobs for a little bit but you know he was working on his he, so he'd work his full-time job from eight to six, but on his lunch break for an hour, he would work a part-time job. And then after work for two to three hours, he would work well, a job. Well, it was Instacart, because people were like, how do you work a part-time job for an hour? Yeah, so or he, was driving, yeah, he would drive and pick up and do like small orders for Instacart, and he would do it on the weekends. Like... He was he was he was hustling, and it was that work ethic, um, and maybe you know that's one of the reasons why the Lord gave you such a huge uh, pay jump, like you know down the road, and, and has blessed you the way He is. Because you know that's why it was important for us, as we mentioned, you know, like your um, your kind of your story with school and like flunking classes and just like your work ethic and you not putting in the effort there. But like, look what God God has done a transformation in the way that you view your effort and your work ethic ethic. Oh my gosh, work ethic now. So I think for you ladies, like that's what's important. It's not necessarily the number because as we all know, you know, we've lived through a pandemic, are living through a pandemic and just living through life and life be life y'all. You can work really, really hard and your company lays you off or there's budget cuts, like stuff happens and you have to know that like, I know that my husband, he'll go to work when it's time to work. Um, because I've seen it in other areas of his life. It doesn't matter. Because some people make $180,000, $300,000 a year. And they have this cushy life. And if they were to lose that, they wouldn't know what the heck to do. Yeah. And if you all remember when we did the Summer Guest Summer Series. Or the whatever. The summer <laughs> the, the Guest Summer, summer series. series. Yeah. Yeah. When we did that, the, the first video was with Patrick. Yeah. And the financial advisor where he was talking about how he made less money than his wife. So this is something that's probably more common than people think. Right. But he made more less money than his wife. But what she saw in him, not just potential, but she saw that he had vision and a plan. Right. He had, this is what I'm trying to do to get to where I want to go. And that's what you want to see 
and the person you're marrying, do they know where they want to go and do they have some avenue? They may not know every step because right. we don't know every step uh, that we were trying to go, but what's your next step? What are you doing right now to get closer to the goal? Yeah, and the action piece is what's really, really important. And like, that's what I always respected and loved about Tim. Even back when you were in school and you weren't working full time yet, it was like, okay, well, do you even have a part-time job like at all? And it's like, yeah, I have two. And like, I have messed up. Like, you were very aware of what your problems were, and then, like, you had solutions for them. Like, yeah, like, my problem is, like, you know, I'm not studying enough. I'm like, I'm going to go to office hours, and I'm going to talk to my professor, and I'm going to do this, and I'm going to do that. And you were working every window that you had, and, of course, not everything bared, like, the fruit that you wanted it to bear, but it was, like, I'm, I'm controlling what I can control. So, yeah, your man may not be making, you know, $100,000, $200,000, maybe like you are right now, but five, ten years down the road, if he's going at the pace he's going now, if he's knocking on all of these doors, one of them is bound to open. Yeah. Now, fellas, I want to talk to y'all real quick. We're not telling y'all to get married and when, you, when you're broke, you don't have a plan, you don't have any money, but we are saying... Don't let money dictate your decisions. Yeah. We're saying allow the Lord to dictate your decision, his will, more than you let money. Yeah. Because if you're dating somebody, especially y'all been dating two, three years, there's no sign of marriage in sight. Like, what are y'all doing? Like, what, why? what's the point? Like, the point of dating is to get married, especially as Christians. So we want you to allow the Lord to guide your steps. If the Lord is saying it's time to get married, do it and trust him. Uh, because the Bible actually says this, the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Woo, boy. I'm, yo, I can't, I, I would preach that verse right now if I was in a church. I tell you, that is so good because how many of us are so worried about figuring out how are we going to do this? Well, if I propose today, how are we going to get married and how are we going to pay for the flowers and how are we going to like... Don't worry about all that. Yeah. If the Lord told you to do something, take the next step yeah. because he's the one that's going to provide. We we walked you through how we got all of these pay increases. The Lord allowed us to have a beautiful wedding, debt-free, for less than probably 80K we made together. Oh, yeah. And our, our wedding wasn't more than like $12,000. Yeah, it was, like, it was like 15. It was like 15. But yeah, a lot of it was how we paid for some of it. We had people bless us with different aspects and money. So we the, made a lot of smart decisions too. Like we didn't buy the most expensive venue. But we got that. We were able to get a nice apartment in a, in a nice area because of the Lord's grace and favor. Because he told us to get married. Because it was his next step. Right, like we didn't know all those things were going to happen when we said... Like, yes, we want to get, yes, we'll get married right now. It's like, and even the Bible says that the word, God's word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. It's not a floodlight where you can see everything at one time. Like, oh, I see step one, step two, step three, step four, step five. And I would much, much <laughs> rather prefer, Lord, if it were to be that way. But God knows that it's not best for us to see that way. Because honestly, somebody like me, I would probably mess up each step or rush through each step instead of taking it one step at a time and allow the Lord to build our character each and every step. Yeah. Now, this word is not for everybody, but there's somebody out there where you know you should be getting married right now, but you're waiting to get it together. You're waiting to get your finances. That's the excuse a lot of men use. And I get it. Like, yes, we're responsible for providing for our family. You absolutely should do that. Yeah. But if we are believers and we believe that the Lord provides for us, and we believe that the Lord is for us, we have to believe that he'll provide 
if he's telling us to take the next step. Yeah, you have to be okay with not having all the answers, which is like really hard, especially for somebody like me, where it's like, okay, like God gives you your step. Like your one thing that like God's really been like putting on my heart is more about like we're responsible for what we're for the input and God's responsible for the output. We're responsible for being obedient. He's responsible for carrying through the miracles. Um, the Bible says that we roll the dice, but the Lord determines how they fall. So you may, you know, like apply for that job and you may or may not get it. That's not your your responsibility. It's not your, you may propose, but you're like, well, I don't know how I can take care of her and, you know, our family. That's not your job to figure that out. You'll never have all the answers to, you know, how you're going to make everything happen. You have a heart to provide excuse me and that's what's most important yeah because here's the problem with waiting to get things together sometimes and the bible says farmers who wait for perfect weather never plant if they watch every cloud they never harvest if you keep waiting and waiting until you get your money right and you realizing your money here's the problem with money you're never going to be satisfied there's never enough. enough you'll never feel like oh i'm making enough money so that's why you just need to make the decision to go forward. Yeah, and I even think for you men out there, it's like, do you have a stable job? I want, I don't even want to say stable because what is stable? But do you have a source of income, a, a somewhat reliable source of income? And then do you have money to pay for a ring? Like that's in cash. Like that's what's most important. And obviously, you and your girlfriend can go back and forth about what type of ring she wants and. That type of thing, but that doesn't matter either because you can get an upgrade, 10 year anniversary, whatever, all those things are kind of fleeting. But it's not a matter of like, oh, I need to make this amount of money because you don't know what, you know, what your path will be and how long it will take you. Some people, like we talked about, some people in the computer science field, they come out of college making 100, 120. Other people, like us, <laughs> Come on, college making $32,000, and that's okay. Like, be where you are. I think some of us want our lives to look like our parents' lives when they're, like, 50, 60 years old, and it's like, it took them a while to get there. Like, you're going to be building together. That's the beauty of marriage. Yeah, and you'll be more grateful when you are making good money. Yeah. Like, man, I'm glad that we started. Because here's the thing, like, say we were to wait it until I was making the money I make now, like, first of all, it would have been a hot mess trying to stay pure that long. But also, like, there's so many blessings and memories that we've gotten because we were married that now when we're making more money, it's more special. Yeah. Uh, and you don't want to miss out on that. So that's our challenge to y'all. Don't let money dictate your decisions. And it's not just about relationships, honestly. This is about every area of your life. Don't let, wait until you have to have kids. That was a big one for me. Let the Lord's will for your life dictate what your next move is. And I promise when you do that, you're going to see more than you ever thought or imagined. This has been another episode of the W Podcast. We hope it encouraged you. We'll see y'all next week. Bye. Thanks for watching this video. To get more Christian relationship advice, subscribe to our channel. And make sure you check out our other videos as well.